what is truth? And I would always go back to what is truth? Is truth that you're dirty and worthless or is truth that you've, you're building a business here, that you've overcome here, that you've put yourself up here? Which is, what is the truth? There's only one truth. What is the truth that you're going to choose to believe? You're listening to the Grinding in Grace podcast, episode number four. I'm your host, Cassandra Robinson, a 30-year-old Mexican-American woman, entrepreneur, creative, and Jesus lover. Learning to navigate this beautiful yet crazy thing we call life, one devotional and journal entry at a time. I started the Grinding in Grace podcast as a place of surrender. While the world is demanding us to be more and to do more, the Lord is calling us to choose the one thing that is necessary, sitting at the feet of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. But how can we do this when there are so many things vying for our attention? That's what this podcast is all about, learning to enjoy the ordinary days under the divine dispensing. From marriage to finances to self-love and entrepreneurship, I promise to provide you with practical fellowship and life advice if you dare to choose a good part. In the second episode of this two-part series with our sister Sharon Gill, we chat about dealing with imposter syndrome, healing from past wounds, and learning to forgive ourselves by appropriating the Word of God. What you may discover is that your greatest weakness may soon become your greatest strength. Let's get started. Sharon, so what <laughs> advice would you give women of faith who, even though you know, clients that you're coaching, who are kind of struggling, progressing in their business or even getting started because they're dealing with a lot of the imposter, imposter syndrome or self-image, how, what practical steps would you advise them to really begin to step into their power? And you gave me an example earlier, right, of, this, of, the, of the client you're recently coaching. But what would you mm-hmm. what would you tell them in the beginning of their journey or where were they're at? Yeah. So first thing I've had to determine is, okay, if they're having a confidence issue, mm-hmm. where did this start? Where did this start? <laughs> you know, it always starts somewhere. Usually from experience, it starts somewhere in childhood, right? It's a careless word said, hey, you're never going to be this. You're never going to amount to this. Hey, you know, you're too short. Hey, you're too thought. Your hair is too thin. It's too dark. You're too dark. Yep. You're too... It is amazing the things that we as parents do to our kids, most times unknowingly, right? Or, you know, it could just be a relative. So I try to find out, and it takes me two or three sessions, where is this coming from? Now, sometimes it's deeper issues, right? Mm-hmm. There's abuse, right? There is, um, that's very tough. When there is physical abuse, um, then what happened is that unfortunately colors a lot of the decisions and how they feel about themselves later on. So even if they're outwardly successful, they're inwardly not successful. They're imposter syndrome because they're thinking that I'm that person back then that this happened to, and I may have the outer trappings of Mm -hmm. success, but I'm really not deserving of success. So this is a huge, 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 huge thing I've seen. So what I have to work on is, okay, as a, especially as a faith-based person, what does the Bible say? Do you believe that you are a child of God? Do you believe that you are a daughter yes. of the King? So I have to work a lot on mindset, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does my, what does mind renewal look like? Well, let's look at your accomplishments currently. 
Let's look at what you've gone, gone through, what you've gotten over. And sometimes the very weakness that they think they have is really their strength. Because I would remind them, despite what happened back then or what was said, look where you are now. Yes. What is truth? And I would always go back to what is truth? Is truth that you're dirty and worthless? Or is truth that you've, you're building a business here, that you've overcome here, that you've put yourself up here? Which is, what is the truth? There's only one truth. What is the truth that you're going to choose to believe? And that's where I kind of get them to go back to the beginning. And then I give them some scriptures. I'm like, look, just to some, affirm some scriptures, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. It's one of my favorite. And people have to say it over and over to believe it. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm the mm-hmm. apple of his eyes. And this is why they have to kind of get closer to God, to their relationship, because a lot of people have had issues with their fathers too. So God being father is a no-no. So we have to overcome all mm-hmm. of that stuff. That they could see God as the perfect father that they would want their own yes. fathers to be. So they have to get to know who is God and who is Christ. So it requires a little bit of an investment of time so that they can find themselves and find that peace and, and that grace that God richly gives. But it's a lot of mind work, a lot of mind work. And having them to redo those scriptings, use papers, you know, like even on my desk here, I have affirmations. You know, I, I, I do. And I'm not one with negative scripts, but this is what I'm affirming in my life. And so I remind people to affirm, talk positively about yourself. Don't dwell so much on what happened because whatever you focus on as you've heard grows. So if you focus on, boy, I overcame this and I overcame that, just to focus on saying overcame puts emotion to a past mm-hmm. issue. Say more I am an overcomer. I'm an achiever. I am blessed. I am fortunate. I am smart. I'm confident. I'm poised. And say affirming words and feel that emotion and believe that emotion. Believe that truth about yourself. And so it's a lot of mind washing, a lot of mind conditioning. I really like that. I was trying to think of an experience that I had with affirmation. And recently I, I struggle with um like with nightmares. I used to watch some scary movies when I was younger and, and they still kind of haunt me. I stopped years ago, but they still they still kind of haunt my dreams. And I asked my husband the yeah. other day, like, can you just pray for me? I don't like my sleep is disturbed. It's been going on for years. I've stopped watching the videos. I'm not sure why that's still happening. And he reminded me in scripture, and you'll have to I don't remember the exact one, but he says, You have the mind of Christ. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really I mean, I've read the scripture before, right? And sometimes you blaze over it. And Paul, Paul right, yeah. right, from Paul. And yeah. um, I think yeah. it might be in Corinthians somewhere, but that he tells the Corinthian yeah. believers, like, you, ha- you have the mind of Christ, actually. Yeah, I think it is in Corinthians, First Corinthians. And just to declare that, whenever maybe a thought comes in that's not aligned with what God says about you or another person, you have another thought about a person or just things that come in like fiery darts, you're like, whoa, that is not, what I want to think about, you know, right? I have the mind of Christ acts as this like buffer, like a shield. You're as soon as that thought comes in, you're like, boom, I have the mind of Christ, like declaring that to that thought and to the enemy. There is such power in the word of God. We have no idea what we are, what the weapons that we have to wield against the lies, against the attacks, God says that they are mighty before him 
to tear down strongholds. Like strongholds are like fortresses. I mean, we can we can attest to like this fortress in our mind that has been built up over years, brick by brick, like you said, by a childhood comment that says you're ugly, that says you're too dark, too light, whatever it is. And they've been built up. So there's this fortress. We are convinced that we are that person that we've been called or and you know, but by declaring the word, like you mentioned, even my husband gave me that example. I, I've noticed such a such a difference just by declaring it, not saying I'm going to have the mind of Christ or I will have it, like as if it's not there. Like actually the word says you right. have you the have. mind of Christ. Absolutely. Not you are going to one day you have it. It's now. Like yeah. that's you're in possession of it. And I think that's what the enemy wants us to not believe. You know, if we can keep in this maybe the future or one day or keep us then we're always right. longing for one day I'll be an overcomer or maybe one day I'll be, you know, a more, more than a conquering Christ, mm-hmm. but not right now because I don't feel like it. But the word says you are. And, and the word is the reality yes. is your truth. And we have to exercise wielding it, using it as our, as our weapon. So I, res- I appreciated you saying that as, as a way, as a, as a lifestyle, walking around like I am fearfully and wonderfully. I am. Yeah, I am. That I am. That I am is what you said. It's that I am. It's not that I'm going to be. I am right now. I just have to appropriate that. All the gifts are there. Appropriate them to yourself. You know, claim them then. Appropriate and claim them. And did you know, Cassandra, that you have this very tiny window when a bad thought is coming, right? You have a very tiny, I've seen this, a very tiny window to actually wow. arrest it so that it doesn't come fully in. So you have to keep, it's, it requires practice. So a careless yes. word or a bad thought or a, stop it. Right before it germinates, right before it gets fully in, push back. Push back and find an affirmation. You have this tiny window. Once you allow it in, it's like now it's taken hold, it's taken some root, now it's going to be harder to get rid of it. You stop it right away. And even if you slightly remember it later on, it doesn't have the same power. Because you were strong enough to push back at it, to push back at that thought. And, you know, we have all kinds of thoughts, unhealthy thoughts, right? But you can push back at it. Just, yeah, but it's it's like a nanosecond. And how do you get to know that is be aware. Be aware that you're a sinner. Be aware that you have unholy thoughts. Be aware that you can have unholy mm-hmm. dreams. Mm-hmm. I mean, just be aware, not because you're a Christian, you won't have a bad dream or a bad thought. You can, you will. But if you practice mm-hmm. instant rejection, it doesn't take hold. Not as much. It's not the same grip. I love that window of time. Like you mentioned, it's very slim to push back before it comes in, takes its home, makes its home in your mind. And then you're thinking all sorts of things and oh, there you go, you're gone, you know? So there's, there's this author, yep. um, Sharon James, in the book Enough. She mentioned, she likens it to, you remember, vacuum salesmen. They knock on your door. They want to sell you the vacuum. And so one time she said she, she let him in. He did his whole... He dumped like trash on her floor to show her the demonstration of it, cleaning it up, you know? <laughs> and she said two hours go by and she, he finally goes and she's like, whoa, what was that? Like, how did that happen? And she said, the Lord responded with, you let him in. You let him yeah. in. That yeah. was it. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. all they needed that's was it. like, welcome. And he was throwing the trash on her yep. ground, doing the whole thing. And she, he's made home. Same with our thoughts. 
she says. Yep. You know, when they're on the precipice, yep. they're at the door, you know, of, uh, and you can have the power to reclaim your thought life by deciding no. Yes. I do it all the time, Cassandra. I do it all the time because even sometimes, you know, I'm a lady with older kids. So sometimes you're praying for your kids or you're having a thought or maybe a bad thought may come across your mind. Nope. Cut that off. Reorient, recalibrate, positive, positive, positive. You really have the power to do so. You, I mean, I, I do it. But there were times when I, you know, I remember when I wasn't doing it and I would allow those thoughts in. Then it's not to pray them away. Now God's given me the power. We, are, we have the power. We have the Holy Spirit's power to block that thought, to block that thought and live more empowered lives, more positive lives, more purposeful lives. Right, Sharon, the word says, if there are anything lovely, any good things, any, mm-hmm. any worthy things, think on these things, set your mind on these things. And so like you're saying, the positive, just think about those, set your mind on those things. It's so easy to default to, yeah. oh, you know, the past or I'm this and that, my children, oh Lord. And then our, we're just miserable. And our lives are just disaster. <laughs> but really, actually, we are we are blessed beyond we can even imagine. Even having a warm bed, even having been in a home, you know, just there's so many things yes. that we can think on, you know, that will change Absolutely. our entire environment, our, our entire reality. Back yep. to the initial question of what women struggle with insecurity, it's really what's helped you is just the, uh, the affirmation really appropriating. Yeah. Um, like you said, yeah. the word of God into your daily and daily life through prayer, Absolutely. through declaring it out loud, surround, put, put notes around your house. This is, yep. you are fearfully made. That says you are more yep. than a conqueror. Uh, oh yeah, I'm more than a conqueror. Oh, I'm nothing. I'm just mm-hmm. have nothing to give. No, there's a reminder again. You are until it becomes like you said. It makes home. It starts to become absolutely second nature. When you just said just now, even as you're just demonstrating, it says I'm nothing. I felt such a yes. slap. Like wow, did God make wow. a nothing? Really? Did God really make a nothing? When you know the Lord, you realize it, but you say, I'm a nothing. It's a really, it's a real slap because we're made in this image. So I'm a nothing. Forbid me from ever saying that, you know, but I know there are a lot of people who struggle and they say that. And that's because they do not know the power of God, his grace and who he is. Wow. Because if they did, it would be hard for them to say, I am a nothing. I'm not saying it would be impossible, but but when they say it, I think they might, they might have been convicted by of saying it. You can feel like a nothing. You can feel like it, but you're never a nothing. You can feel down. You can feel discouraged. But when you say, I am a nothing, it just seems so wrong. It seems so wrong. Because God never made nothings. Thank you so Thank much you for so having me, Cassandra. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to this two-part series with our sister Sharon Gill, a faith-based leadership coach who works directly with female executives to create a purposeful life and business. You can learn more about Sharon at her website at www.sharongill.com or reach out to her on LinkedIn at Sharon Gill International. Like our sister so pointedly put it, 
God does not make nothings. You may feel worthless at times. You may feel like nothing at times, but you are more precious than rubies. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you were encouraged by today's episode, I would love for you to leave your comments and thoughts in the review section on Apple iTunes. This will help other women just like you discover the show and provide encouragement for them in their walk with the Lord. Until next time, keep grinding in grace by loving Him. Thank you.